This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Praise the Lord. Good evening to you, Dr. Hansen. Shannon, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Y'all doing okay over there? We're doing okay. You know, I wanted to say something, you know, I love the King James Bible, but some people don't like the pronouns like ye, but I understand what they mean. You know, it helps you to know if you're talking to one person or to an audience. If it's a single person, it's you. If it's an audience, it would be ye, right? And I thought, well, hey, if it had been somebody from Georgia writing the Bible back then, a redneck, they would say y'all. <laughs> y'all means the same as ye, right? There you go. <laughs> So praise the Lord. The King James is correct. Amen. We need to know who the audience is. So I love my beloved King James Bible. Just saying. But if it had been a Southern boy who had been tapped to write it, he might have said y'all. Just saying. There you go. If you're in the North, they would have said Ewans or you all. There we are. Well, folks, uh, we're excited to be here tonight with Dr. Jonathan Hansen and World Ministries International for another warning broadcast here on Saturday night. November 12, 2022. Welcome aboard. Dr. Hanson, the mic is yours. Would you like to open us up in prayer? Father God, we thank you again. Opportunity to continue to get the gospel out in the airwaves. Speak the word and it goes forth and creation was established. So we speak the word tonight, dear God, uh, that these testimonies, dear God, will bring inspiration, revelation, and encouragement and let faith arise. Let people be inspired. Let them realize the reality of God. We thank you now. Bless the program in Jesus' name. Amen. I've got a couple great interviews with uh, the same person, and they call him the Zebra Man. Now, you're not on television on this Omega Man, so uh, they call him that way because of his hair. And uh, I'll have to send Shannon a picture but uh, listen carefully to these interviews. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. Now, I want to welcome you on this warning radio program, as well as television and social media. Wherever you're watching or listening, welcome. I have two special guests with me today, Jerry Crawford and Adrian Frank. EthiopianMiracle.com. Now, I came to uh, know of them because I spoke down at my father's house just last Saturday night, and I met him there. Uh, Jerry, welcome to the Warning Radio program. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. 
Adrian, welcome. Thank you. Also now, glad to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you. <laughs> now, I listened to your testimony down there. Mike had, that's Mike DeLorenzo. He had you come and share a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was for my benefit, he told me. And uh, <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> yeah. And as you've come here now, we've spent several more hours together. Yes. I tell you, uh, I know it was a divine connection. I, I just appreciate how you're led by the Holy Spirit. And uh, that's how I have lived since 1985. Mm-hmm. So I understand that very well. Mm-hmm. And I love a person that can be led by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, your testimony fascinated me. Mm-hmm. And so testimonies, not just one. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jerry Crawford, I'm, uh, I'm going to let you tell a little bit. Okay. Uh, tell a little bit. And I know your first wife has died. Yes. And tell how you got to Ethiopia and then... How you started working with Adrian Frank, and now you're both working in Ethiopia. So, uh, Jerry, why don't you tell us uh, what got you into Ethiopia? Well, it is uh, a bit of a miracle, and that's why we picked the name Ethiopian Miracle dot com for kind of a placeholder for everything God has seemed to be doing. Uh, living here in Seattle, we kind of grow up with coffee because of Starbucks, because of the cold of the Northwest. And uh, as you said, I'd been married 35 years. The woman I was married to uh, in 2019, she'd die and go to heaven. And um, so my children are grown with their own families. So I was just kind of a single white male trying to figure out what to do uh, with the rest of my life. Um, so I think to myself, I'm going to go to Bible school. I think, well, this is a good time. I've uh, been a businessman for a long time, had a good career in business. And I ponder what's the next stage of my life. So I get a cup of coffee in Seattle in April or sometime in uh, 2020. I sit down on my deck to have drink my coffee thinking about life. And while I'm doing that, uh, the sky opened up in front of me and Jesus came down from heaven and took me to the nation of Ethiopia and said, this is the nation I want you to go to. Wow. <laughs> I said, I, I was scared. I don't even know where it is. I don't even know how to spell Ethiopia. It's not at all in my thought process uh, about that particular nation, country. I never think of myself as a a person, a missionary kind of person. I'm a businessman who builds houses and develops subdivisions, uh, but now I'm not doing that. And Jesus said, I would like you to uh, sell everything you have, give it all away, and go to the nation of Ethiopia for me. Wow. Incredible. So, Adrian. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your story and uh, how you and uh, Jerry connected. Yeah, so in April, uh, mid-April, my, my wife also went home to be with the Lord. My. Yeah, and uh, I met met Jerry about a year and a half ago. Uh, he was giving his uh, his testimony at, at my father's house of how, how um, – how uh, he succeeded in business a lot and and how god was was doing doing a, a mighty work in his life and um specifically the the thing that really attracted me was um he would pray in tongues uh they would just pray in tongues for a long time and then just walk it out the rest of the the rest of the week the rest of the day and um that that simplicity is something that really spoke to me and and really got me um excited about um about studying the the word more i had i had been going through um i've been going a bit kind of stagnating in my christian walk and and having having that 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 new um 
not really new approach, but but just the the idea of of the Holy Spirit just just guiding and leading leading him was was something I was very hungry for. I was very hungry for more of God, and and uh, that hunger just keeps growing. The the just more hungering and thirsting for for more of God, and it just keeps getting better and better. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So when you what led you now? Again, you got on a plane. Were you on that? Was Adrian on the same plane? No, this was my first trip to Ethiopia. I went by myself. I didn't okay. know anybody. All right. I had no backing, um, no NGO or no person in Ethiopia to meet. When I got there, I just uh, decided to get on the plane and go. Plus, you had a hard time getting on the plane because of the problems. The, no visa. Yeah, I had no visa. The nation of Ethiopia had been, like a lot of the countries, had been suffering through covid and uh, so there was not very much tourism to begin with. And then uh, the war had, uh, they call it conflict because it's not a declaration of war. So there's conflict in the regions with um, people killing people and people shooting people, people wanting to take territory. So uh, tourist visas were primarily canceled. The wow. American embassy pulled out, re- uh, recommended you not travel to the nation and uh, asked their staff to uh, leave the country. Wow. Instead, I'm on the airplane in Chicago, flying from Chicago to Ethiopia, uh, which was kind of exactly opposite of what the rest of the world was doing at that time. Wow. And so you had to first get a visa. Had to get a visa. So I had a tourist visa when I began the journey uh, in the weeks leading up to um, my departure. The the visa was valid. When I got from Seattle to Chicago, I arrive in Chicago. They tell me the visas have been canceled because of the conflict. And if you're going to try to get into the nation of Ethiopia, you must go fly to Washington, D.C. to go to the Ethiopian embassy and and request a special visa. I flew to the Washington, D.C. and visited the embassy. They saw my valid plane ticket. My passport was valid, but my visa was canceled. Uh, So they sought to uh, provide me with a visa, but they were out of visas. There were no more visas available. Um, So... Instead of getting a 30-day or 90-day tourist visa, which was the visa that you were normally able to obtain, uh, they said that they run out of those. They weren't available, uh, but they were able to find a two-year visa in uh, New York, and they flew that or arranged for that visa to be given to me. So God made a change from being a tourist to being a two-year resident uh, traveling in and out of the nation with no hindrance whatsoever. Incredible. Yeah. And so, so what looked like was a negative turned out to be a positive. As a matter of fact, I called my pastors in the United in in uh, Des Moines, Washington, Mike De Lorenzo, and I said, "I feel like jumping out the window of the hotel. I found a bridge. <laughs> I I think I could easily jump because I was so discouraged and disappointed and and uh, not certain what to do. Uh, the the little bit of funds that people had given me to travel, I was having to use up and flying to Washington D.C. and stay in a expensive hotel." By my standards, it was costly, and so I was a little discouraged, and, and he said to me, no, this is great. It turns into a testimony, and I said, well, I'm not so happy about that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I'll, but I'll accept that as, yeah. as my pastor's counsel, wow. so that's what happened, uh, and the next day, I was able to board the airplane to Ethiopia. And it was a blessing. Uh, what looked like a, a, a defeat turned into a blessing. Instead of 90 days, you have two years. Two years, yes. Multiple entries. Yes. Yeah, sometimes you can get an extended visa, but you can't go in and out of the country. Yeah. And and now I could fly in, fly out, fly in, fly out, no limitation. And there's a different uh, 
almost status you've come into the country with when you go through immigration because it looks like you belong here. There's something you're doing for the country. So sure. they don't harass you uh, at the same level. Wonderful. Yeah. So God opened doors and kept them open. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, you, you Adrian, did not go with him at this time. No, I had a lot of, I was busy uh, with, with work and, and business and things like that. And um, uh, it wasn't until um, July, July to August this, this year that I went over there for a month visited our um, uh, mining property that, that we had. Well, we're going to get to that. Yes, yes. We're going to get to that. <laughs> but now I'm going to, Jerry, you tell us what happened when you got on the plane. Well, the whole thing has been an Ethiopian miracle because, as I said, my visa was canceled. Then they give me a, a visa at a much higher level of uh, favor. And then I climb on the airplane delayed and disappointed, a little discouraged, tired, and uh before I board the airplane, the the uh, front the desk at the airline said, "Would you mind if we change your seat?" And I said, "Ma'am, you could put me in baggage. I I don't care. You could put me in the overhead <laughs> bin. Anywhere on the airplane that goes to Ethiopia, I'm fine with. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't not matter to me at all. Yeah. So she makes a few changes. I don't know what changes she's making. And honestly, I'm so tired and so discouraged. I don't care. Sure. Just get on the plane because once they close the door. It's a 14-hour flight, and I'm not getting off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to land in Ethiopia, and I know that. So I, cl- I climb in the airplane. What She was actually kind of kind because she had seen me days trying to struggle to get on. So all she did was make it so I could sit on an exit aisle. It was sure. a little more leg room. Sure. And so that was very nice. And there was an empty seat uh, next to me, and then there was a man on the aisle. And uh, so we board the flight, and the man on the aisle, very polite. He's a, he, he, lives in Ethiopia, he lives in Atlanta, and he lives in Ethiopia, so he flies back and forth for family things. So he says to me, why are you on this airplane? Nobody's going to Ethiopia. That plane's half empty. There's nobody on the plane. And uh, I, I had asked the war before I went, I said, what am I supposed to tell people yeah. when they say, why are you going to Ethiopia? <laughs> What's my... What do I say? If you fly for business, you, you know, in life, you often say, well, I'm going for vacation or I have a you know, career over here. So what am I supposed to tell people? And he said, the Lord said to me, just ask them one question. Do you believe in God? Yeah. If they say no, then don't say anything. Sure. If they say yes, then tell them the story. So this man sitting next to me, his name is Richie. And he says, so why are you going to Ethiopia? And I said, well, do you believe in God? And he says, yes, I do. And I said, okay, well... I'm sitting at my home in Seattle. The sky opened up. Jesus takes me to Ethiopia and says he wants me to come to this nation. Wow. <laughs> and, and he listens because it's a 14-hour flight. So he listens for hour after hour after hour. At one point, I tell him when Jesus said to me, I made the people from the dust of the ground. And everything that that nation needs is in the ground. Not in every nation would that be true. But in the nation of Ethiopia, everything that that nation needs is in the ground. Yes. And I want you to bring the wealth of that nation out of the ground and give it to them through agriculture and through mining. Wow. And I said, I don't know anything about either of those things. He said, I will seat you with the people you need to know, and I will teach you the things you need to know. My, my, my. The man seated next to me is one of the largest agricultural producers in the nation. Good night. (laughs) So he says to me, it sounds like God put you on this airplane next to me because our family is one of the producers. We have many farms in the country. Their farms are very large, more than 1,000 acres each one. My, my. So because of the war, because of conflict, the farms were suffering. 
the farm managers had to run for their lives. The equipments were had been stolen. So he was going there from America to help his family in Ethiopia rebuild the agricultural businesses that they own there. My. And so God puts me on the airplane next to him, and he says to me, this has got to be God. Mm-hmm. And I said, it must be, because I don't even know anything that I'm doing, except, <laughs> I, except I'm seated now next to a man who knows everything about agriculture. Wow. Yeah. And not only that, uh, God used him yes. for you. Yeah, because as I, as I said, I, I, this is a little embarrassing. I, I traveled with almost nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, God said, just go and trust me. And so uh, the man says to me, I will take care of everything you need in the nation. I will fly you to the places you want to go. I will pay for your airfare. Wow. I'll give you hotel room keys to hotels for you to stay. And I'll send my cars and my security team. If you need guards and guns, we'll take care of it. Four-wheel drives and things you need to travel. Because I had told him, God had said to me, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. And that he had talked about Joshua and Moses, where every place a soul of your foot shall tread, that shall I give to you. And so I told this man, I, I think I need to go from the north to the south to the east to the west and claim and pray over the land. And he says, that's fine. We have farms in all those regions, and you, you tell me when you want to go, we'll arrange it. So I got to travel from the north to the south to the east to the west with the man sitting next to me arranging everything. So the scripture and the manifestation all happened on that airplane flight. We get to the nation of Ethiopia. There's a lot to say about it. But one thing that happened was I meet his sisters. And one of the sisters is pregnant, and she's about eight and a half or nine months pregnant. She's going to give birth very soon. Wow. And I, I see her, and I look at her, and I see the pregnant belly, and the Lord spoke to me while we're eating lunch, and he says, there's a boy in her belly who's very important to me. I want you to call him Roman, and I want you to pray for him. He's a future leader and a developer of this country. My goodness. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I hear God so strongly about this that I almost forget to keep eating because I'm listening to the Lord tell me about this boy. Sure. I don't tell anybody. But I, after lunch, I run to my hotel room and I write three pages of notes of what God tells me about this boy's destiny. Good night. Like John the Baptist, when yeah. the angel Gabriel tells Zachariah what's going to happen. Yeah. Turning the hearts of the fathers to the children, all this stuff. So I don't tell him. I don't tell anybody. So a few days later, this man is putting me on an airplane to fly to, this, to a place called Gondar. And the Lord says, tell him about the boy. I said, I'm not going to tell him. The Lord says, no, I want you to tell him about Roman. I said, Lord, I'm not going to tell. I'm scared. So, so the Lord stops talking to me. Sure. And I, I know that means you need to obey. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I say to Richie and to his brother, I say, can I tell you something about meeting your sister the other day? And I take out my notebook and I start reading to him. What God tells me about, call this boy Roman. There's a boy in her belly. It's very important to me. Leader of the nation. Speak all these languages. Do all this stuff. Create international commerce and peace in the world. And I, and, and I get to this part where it says that he's to carry on this particular destiny. Well, he stopped, the, the man stops me and says, can I take, pay, can I take pictures of your notes? I said, sure. You could t-. I, I told him the truth. I said, this might just be me making this up. This might be God. It might be Jerry. I don't know. Because I don't ever have this kind of stuff happen where God just talks so clearly everything I want to know. He tells me. There's no, it's like he talked face to face with Moses. Moses does not have to wonder what God said. Yes. Very clear. 
Yeah. So God's so clear with me that I, I, I don't know what to do with it. It's just so clear. So this man says to me, this is God's, this is the Lord. And I said, how do you know that? He said, because you said that this boy is to carry on the legacy of, uh, to do these things. He says, this is what my grandfather did. This is what my father did. And we had just, his father had just died four days before. My, my. And they just finished the funeral, which I was invited to. Richie's father. Richie's father. So the message is, in their culture, in their tribe, they believe that when the elder of the tribe dies, the next firstborn boy male of the family takes over the legacy of the of the one who passed. Yes. So the mantle, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, so to speak, passed through to this boy call, that I call Roman from the father who just died four days before. So he says, when I read your notes about this, that's God, because that's exactly how we believe that this boy will carry on the legacy of his of Richie's father who had just died. My, my, my. Because when I went to the funeral, there was hundreds of men jumping and celebrating and shouting. There was hundreds of women wailing and mourning. And I asked my interpreter, "What? what is, I don't understand this funeral. They say that Richie's father was known as a benefactor of the region. He'd take care of the people, the poor people, the whoever, wherever the need was, his father do it. Sure. So his father lived out his God-ordained life. Okay. So they're celebrating he lived the fullest. The women are mourning the loss of their provider and their protector. Roman becomes this new living out the legacy of the, of the father and the provider and protector of the women. Wow. Wow. Initially, though, it would be Richie and then Roman. Right. It, and that's exactly how it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but God said to me, I'm putting you with this boy. At two years of age, you start training him in my ways. Wow. And I said, why two? He said, because they tried to kill all the babies in Bethlehem born two and under. So at two, he starts developing. At two, you start putting my spirit into him. At John the Baptist had the Holy Spirit from the womb. But you'll begin with Roman at two. You'll teach him all the ways of my kingdom. And he will rise up and he'll be walking in the spirit and the power of Elijah and carrying forth the message that I have for this nation and for the nations around him. My, my, my. That's what I said. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, just listening to it is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Warning Radio Program also. It was on social media, whether it's Rumble or uh, Roku, um, YouTube, and uh, different pod platforms we're on. Uh, welcome. Now, I have Jerry Crawford and Adrian Frank with me. Yes. And uh, Jerry, uh, when did uh, Richie offer you this uh, this mine? Ah, so the mining business. So the mining business kind of came because of, um, on, the, on the airplane, I had explained that when Jesus sat down with me and had coffee, and said, I want you to go to the nation of Ethiopia and bring the wealth of the nation out of the ground and give it to the people in two ways, through agriculture and through mining. And uh, so Richie had said to me just recently, so we just had our one-year anniversary together in Ethiopia, uh, January, or excuse me, June of 22 was my one year from June of 21 to June of 22. So we, he and I were just kind of celebrating the memory of getting together. And then... Um, so a few months after our anniversary, he comes to me and says, I, one of my family members has a uh, quarry, mining quarry, and uh, he, he said, I, I think we're supposed to buy it, but I don't want to do it unless you want it. 
because we're busy with our agricultural production and I don't have someone to lead the mining side of the company. Now, this was a year later. This is a year later. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so nothing had gone on with the mining for a year. Sure. And so a year later, after the one-year kind of anniversary, anniversary, he says, there's an opportunity. I think it's for you, and uh, but I need your commitment because I don't want to do it. I don't have the staff, the time. So I, I said, well, let me, let me, he says, I know you don't have the money to do it, but I'll go ahead and buy it. And then when you have the money, you can pay me. And I said, okay, we'll, we'll do it that way then. And so the Lord put me into the mining business because I had done no business and earned no revenue of any kind in Ethiopia. And I can't because I'm not a citizen. Sure. And so uh, the Lord arranged this. And after that decision was made, then Adrian, uh, when I realized that it's marble and granite and other things, I think that's got to be God because Adrian had just reached out to me from America about doing something in Ethiopia. And I said, I think this is it. You've got all this experience in marble and granite in the, and you know all about it. And God just handed me a granite mine. Wow. And I think this is timing for you to think about what's going on in Ethiopia because his wife had just passed away a few months before. Okay. So he had, because he said to me, I always felt I was supposed to come to Ethiopia, but I didn't know how I'd ever do it because I have a wife and, and a home and a family and stuff. So how would that ever happen? Then his wife go to heaven and now he have an opportunity. And then the marble business comes to me. And he's got the marble and granite experience. Mm -hmm. So it was time for Adrian to join me in Ethiopia. Good in night. And, and so this man offers you this, this mining business. And he is financing everything. That's correct. And we're talking about millions of dollars. Yes, Absolutely. Nine million is the development loan to start it. And he says, you don't have to pay anything until later. There's not going to be any interest. And then once you start making money, you can start paying me back. Correct. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that is totally, totally unheard of. This doesn't happen. I don't know anywhere <laughs> this has happened. Uh, go ahead. I, I can tell you why. Because the Lord said to me when he sat down, he said, the queen of Sheba came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And she brought treasures to my kingdom in Jerusalem. She brought gold and silver and precious stones and spices such as never been seen before. So their queen from Ethiopia came to Jerusalem and deposited riches into my country. Now their nation is due a return on their investment. So I'm going to bring the wealth of that nation out of the ground and have you give it to the people. So it doesn't surprise me at all that God is functioning at this very high level financially and in an economic way because he's doing nothing more than what he's already promised is to plant the seed and he creates the returns. Now, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you're listening to the warning radio program, social media, uh, television, welcome. Uh, I've been having Jerry Crawford and Adrian Frank. Now, we didn't hear much out of Adrian Frank, but we're going to tomorrow. So make sure you tune in again tomorrow as we continue with this fascinating story how God brought Jerry Crawford and Adrian Frank to Ethiopia. And if you've listened to this today, it is utterly fascinating. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you once again to the Warning Radio Program. Those that are watching on social media, television, welcome. 
We are continuing today with Jerry Crawford and Adrian Frank and <laughs> Ethiopian Miracle. Again, ethiopianmiracle.com. I'll tell you what, if you were with us yesterday, uh, what a fascinating interview. Now, if you were not, go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. You can watch it on television. You can listen to it on radio. So if you did not join us yesterday, please do listen to it because we certainly aren't going to cover the same things today. But uh, fascinating, fascinating testimony. Okay, Jerry, we're gonna. Uh, I'm going to start with Adrian today. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yesterday again, uh, Jerry, you mentioned how God took you to Ethiopia. Yes. Uh, brought you on the plane and uh, upgraded you from a 90-day visa to a two-year visa. Yes. Had you sit by a, a mover and shaker that uh, really provided provisions in Ethiopia as far as a mine yes. and a uh, $9 million loan with with uh, no interest. You don't even have to pay to you make money. I mean, basically, this doesn't happen. This is totally God. And so, I mean, um, I'll tell you what. And, and now we're getting to the point where Adrian, now both of them lost their wives. So now they're able to do what before they weren't doing. God now is taking them into the next phase of their life. And we need to be able to move with the Holy Spirit and uh, move from one area of our life to another, different chapters God opens. And so if we're willing to move on. And so I'll tell you, Adrian, uh, you are with him right now in Ethiopia. Yes. But uh, you did not go initially when uh, he first went. Uh, He's been there a year without you. But now I want you to pick it up. You lost your wife. And uh, how in the world did you get to Ethiopia? Uh, Did he tell you about the mine? Uh, Go ahead. Tell me a little bit. And tell me your background. Yes. So since 2009, I have been selling granite and, and marble and quartz countertops. Uh, for a local countertops company in in uh, in Seattle, and uh, um, when when uh, when Jerry uh, told me about the the mine and 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 the 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 granite and marble uh, property that that we have that that we have there, um, I just I I just I was like, okay, this is the confirmation I've been looking for. I had I had been I had mentioned to Jerry a year and a half ago, shortly after he found out that. God was calling him to Ethiopia. I told him, I said, I really feel like this is that I'm supposed to go to Ethiopia as well. I mean, wow. God, God's really putting this desire in my heart. And I had always had a desire for missions. I mean, I had, I, all I, all I would tell my friends is I just want to get out of debt and on the mission field. I mean, that that's that. And, and here I am out of debt and on the mission field in Ethiopia. Wow. So it's thrilling. So then he, what, he asked you to join him in this project? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, when when we found out about the the mine, um, he, he 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 well he texted me over over WhatsApp and and told me about the the property and and how um, everything was lining up so nicely within days um, um, from from the time he he found out about it and uh, when I I had I had uh, told him that that you know I really um, I'm really wanting to go and 
and and uh, yeah. So, my goodness. Yeah. So yeah. you your wife died. Mm-hmm. Did you have any children? No. no. And uh, not other than again, what's in the Lord? Yes. I, yes. I, you know your miscarriage. Yes, two miscarriages. And I, yeah. I told you that my first wife had the same thing. Yeah. She's with the Lord. Mm-hmm. But uh, my wife, before this interview, prophesied over you, mm-hmm. including that you're going to be married. Yes, and you're going to give. You're, you're going to have some children. My children calling me daddy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. that's exciting. Yes. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so I'm anxious to see that happen. Yeah. Me yes. too. Yeah. And uh, I better get invited to do the wedding. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can come. I'll, I'll make but sure. I'll try, if, even if it's in Ethiopia. But uh, it very well could be. Very well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so uh, that's a whole nother story. I know, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I know Jerry's going to marry an Ethiopian. Uh, soon. Uh, soon. And so anyway, um, mm-hmm. now yeah. you're working with Jerry in Ethiopia. Yeah. Yeah. And you showed me pictures of the office, beautiful office. Yes. But that's all because of willing to... Listen and obey God. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Go to Ethiopia. None of this would have happened, Jerry, if you didn't step out of the boat. You know, I had a thought that's so interesting because Adrian and I both suffered a tremendous season of grief. When you love somebody deeply, when you're married and you, you have a life, uh, it's very, it, it, it takes a lot out of you and you stay before the Lord to see what's next. And one of the things that the Lord said to me that was so important was he said, the dreams I have for you did not die when your wife died. The plans and purposes I have for you did not die when she died. Wow. Mm-hmm. So how long are you going to mourn? Mm-hmm. Not that you can't have grief. There's mourning all throughout the scriptures, but he just was trying to get me to understand there is a season of mourning. Enjoy it. Em- embrace it. Finish it. But the dreams, plans, and purposes I have for your life are still alive. Mm. Step into them. Walk with me. I'll take you where I want you to go. Because Apostle Paul, I remember one time he said, I've wronged no man. And I think, how could you say I've wronged no man? There was many things that the scriptures tell us about persecuting Christians, but those were all before he become Apostle Paul. Yes, he, yes. He was yes. Saul of Tarsus. Yes. So he realized that all the mistakes he made, all the things were behind him. Good. And that there was a life in front of him. Good. So he let go of the past and pursued the things that were in front of him. Good. So when the Lord said, my dreams for you did not die when your wife died, and the dreams you have inside of you are still alive, let's bring them out. Wow. Let's make Amen. them happen. Wow. And Hallelujah. that's what I see happening for Adrian now. Wow. Yeah. Adrian? Yeah, absolutely. I I um I went through very similar very similar things. It, it's only been a few months now since my wife passed, um, but but the 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 grieving it it's um it it seems to be accelerated. You know, it's just that there there's the the Lord is just doing such a deep work and so fast, um and and it's just it's just amazing the 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 kind of surgery you know we talk about the the holy spirit can do surgery on the heart you know and and um it's just it's really it's really wonderful what what god's been doing and the 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 joy i experience um you know those who sow in tears will reap in joy and so um it's just it's it's really exciting to 
to know that 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 uh, I always have him with me. He's close. He's near to the brokenhearted, and um, yeah. Wow. So it's, yeah. You know, I've seen pictures of their office. It's a beautiful office, and uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, this this person that he met on the plane. I'm talking about Jerry. God had him sit next to this mover and shaker, and uh, he's paying for this beautiful office. Yeah, the the whole thing is the Ethiopian miracle, which I'm so glad that that's kind of a, a, a tag that we grabbed hold that I grabbed hold of when when the Lord was uh, discussing with me a life in another nation. And uh, one of the things that has kept me so steady is everything. God opened my eyes to every single miracle He does. So, for example, when I flew back to Ethiopia the last time. I flew on January 22nd of 2022. And I flew to a city called Hayahulet, which in Ethiopian language means the city of 22. Wow. So on January 22 of 2022, I fly to a city called 22. After spending 21 days fasting and going to a church off exit 22 at Sunshine Church International, Dr. Emmanuel Ziga, and so I spent 22 days nearly fasting and praying, getting off exit 22 to learn about God, to fly on 122 of 22, to go live in a city called 22. And now I'm flying back to Ethiopia again on the 22nd to marry a girl who's 22. <laughs> so there's a there's a humor in God mm-hmm. in 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 being able to recognize his presence in everything that you do and you think it's not you think it's just you making a decision. Well, sometime a long time ago, this church got built off exit 22. I had nothing to do with that. Sure. But God ordained these things from the foundation of the world. Sure. All his plans and purposes have already been laid out. My job is to figure out how to get into it and walk in it and stay right beside Jesus. I stepped on his toe, the, I stepped on his sandal the other day. Jesus was walking in front of me because it says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So I'm following in the footsteps of Jesus. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he's the good shepherd leading me along the way. I was so close to him, I stepped on his, on his sandal, on his shoe. And he turns around and kind of like, uh, like you stepped on my shoe. And I'm waiting for him to say something, and I'm going to say sorry, but instead he smiles and says, thank you for being so close. I'm glad you stayed this close to me. I'm thinking I got too close, I stepped on your shoe. Jesus is so pleased that I stay that close to him. And then he gave me the scripture about the woman who come up behind him in the crowd and touched the hem of his garment, and he stops and says, who touched me? Because power has gone out of me. Yes, yes. And so he said, when you stay that close to me, that power that's in me is in you, and it will touch the people around you. Mm. And not too long after I had been in Ethiopia the first time, I go to this city where there was a crusade. I'm not part of the crusade. I'm just a visitor to the crusade. And I walk into the audience, and people get close to me, and God starts healing them. He heals a little girl who needed heart surgery. Her heart moved from the right side of her chest to the left side of her chest where it needed to go. Wow. He bring a, a boy, uh, a, a young man about 14 years old, come up with his uh, sign language teacher, and he and he stands, and the sign language teacher says, I want you to pray for him. I don't know how to pray for him. Sure. But So I start crying because the boy can't hear. And so when I cry, I'm trying to clear my eyes so that I can pray. 
I clear my eyes like this, and Jesus said, take your tears and put them in his ears. So I, t- I just step forward to the, to the young man. I take the tears from my eyes. I put them in his ears. And his sign language teacher says, he's hearing. He hears. Yes, yes. I don't know he hears, but he hears. And the sign language teacher says he hears. And later I asked the Lord, how, how, how does that work? I don't understand. And he said, well, how was he hearing when he came up to you? He was hearing with his eyes. The sign language teacher made signs, and the boy was hearing with his eyes. So I took your tears from your eyes, put them in his ears, so now he hears with his ears instead of his eyes. Wow. That's but, only revelation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's just illumination from the Lord himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. So fascinating. And this was in Ethiopia. Yes. Just a few months back. Wow. So, so just walk, the, 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 the point for, for us is to understand, when we get close and stay close to the Lord, then he just is able to do what he wants to do for people. We don't have to, quote, have faith. We just have to stay close and walk with him. Of course, it's a walk of faith. Yeah. But trying to develop faith for it, trying to believe for it. I quit trying to believe. I just stay as close as I can to Jesus, and his faith becomes my faith. And that's what's supposed to happen. Uh, as we continue to allow the Lord to come into our life, as we draw nigh unto him, uh, the Bible says he draw nigh unto us, and as he walked the earth, now he's walking through you and me. Yes. And so we have faith because we are already walking with the Lord. And originally it was his faith, but now it's our faith. Mm-hmm. And so we are walking out faith. It's a life of faith. Mm-hmm. You going to Ethiopia was faith. Everything you did was faith. Flying to get your visa was faith. Yes. I mean, you are living a life of faith. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian. Yes. Now, you've been living in Ethiopia how long? Uh, well, I was there for a, mo- a month, and I have a one-year lease now. Uh, okay. Rooftop unit. So in that month, uh, what did you see? Um, well, we went to the, the mine we went to the stone stone farm. Okay. Um, I saw some some of the some of the farming property, uh, and um, but uh, the mine was really exciting. We we only walked maybe five acres worth it uh, um, in about an hour or so. Okay. Um, and I saw like four or five different colors of granite and marble that I, that I recognize. I even saw a quartzite um, that looks really promising as well. Um, and so. Um, that was, that was a lot of, that was a lot of fun. Um, saw some animals, saw some monkeys and, uh, lots of birds. I like to take lots of pictures of birds and and everything like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of coffee shops. Yeah. A lot of coffee. Oh yeah. I mean, I remember when I was in Ethiopia, every block, (laughs) uh, the pastor I was with, we went into a coffee shop, you know, just a little shot and, uh, (laughs) Good coffee. Well, here's the the interesting part is Adrian is not really a coffee drinker. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. I offered him. He, he asked for tea. Yeah. 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 But they yeah. have great coffee. They have great coffee. They have, uh, it, it's, it's an amazing country because it's really, it has the oldest Bible in the world. Yes. Most of the most of the names of the places are like Adonai. And, and like I said, there's a, there's a girl that I really enjoy spending time with. She's from the city of Hosanna. You know, the first girl I date... For a while, her name is Miracle. The next girl I date, her name is Yeshua. Um, Eden. It, Eden, yeah. Another girl named Eden. Enoch. <laughs> e- and then the brother of the man I meet in the airplane, his name's Enoch. You know, so they're, they're, the, the whole world is a Bible there. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's just like living in the Bible and living in Ethiopia are one and the same. Yeah. The the huts that I go in sometimes that are made out of mud and straw reminds me of the children of Israel underneath Pharaoh's oppression in Egypt where they're having to add straw to the bricks. And you go into these huts, they're made out of straw with bri- bricks with straw in them. It's like stepping back thousands of years in time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And living it out. Yeah. Well, exactly. You know, the Orthodox Church. The Orthodox Church, powerful. And they claimed... Uh, yeah, the Ark of the Covenant, one of the places... That's right. Is. That's what they claim. Yeah. Axum. Axum. And you get into the Queen of Sheba. Yes. And the one of their emperors was called the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went right right to that church where uh, they claim they have it. Yeah. And so it's fascinating. Ethiopia is, is a land, like you said, it's just about like... The land of the Bible. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Israel is fascinating. You walk the streets where Jesus walked and uh, mm-hmm. fascinating. Yeah. But I loved Ethiopia too. <laughs> well, uh, now that Adrian's in Ethiopia with me, I, I, I'm very happy because the Lord sends you out two by two. Sure. And so having the uh, second part of my uh, friendship continue with Adrian there, because when Adrian's wife was alive, he asked me one day, he said, could I come study the Bible with you every day? Wow. And and I saw hunger in his heart. Yeah. He was he was mature but young in experience. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. So he desired the Word. He spent a lot of time going to Bible studies and learning the Word, but experience in the Word is different mm-hmm. than knowing the Word. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so he had a desire to know and experience the Word. And so he would come, I would pray in preparation for him coming. He would come prepared with his notebook and his Bible. He'd come with the most ridiculous questions. <laughs> and, but his ridiculous questions were designed by the Lord to ha- cause me to probe deep. Yeah. To find the answers at, that could be explained to a, to a young disciple. Right, right. And I was thinking about how Luke wrote to Theophilus in the book of Luke, but he wasn't writing a gospel story. He was writing to a disciple to train him in the ways of the Lord. Wow. That wasn't written for publication. Wow. It was written as a letter to a friend. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so Adrian became that friend, like that Theophilus to me, where I'm Luke the physician. I have a lot of experience in Christ, and I'm going to write to Adrian and tell him all the details that I've learned about God. And Adrian wants to read it and learn it and act in it and act it out. And so when I understand that Luke was not an author, he was a writer to a friend, that's how I see Adrian in my life. Wow. Well, that is just fabulous. Now, you're getting married. Me? Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're the one who mentioned it. Yeah, so... uh, (laughs) You want to tell that story? I'll I'll tell you in, in brief. Here's what happened. So when my wife was still alive, she said to our whole family comes together because we had many celebrations about her getting ready to go. She picked the day and the time she was going to die on April 19th. She picked the date and the time and she go on that day. And, uh, and she die in our house. We have to have a doctor there because she planned everything. So we arrange it with the hospice people that by law in Washington state, how you can do it. So, uh, but before that we had several barbecues and gatherings and so one day, she, everybody's there, and she says to the people, including my children, she says, now I want your dad to remarry. And I'm shocked, because I didn't know that was going to come out of her. Sure. And she said, because I'm still in love with her. She's yeah, still, yeah. So I don't, I don't think that at all. And she says, now I want your dad to remarry. He's going to hesitate a little bit, because he can't take care of himself. 
<laughs> and yeah, then, the, don't they know it? Yeah. And then she says, I want him to marry a dark-skinned woman. Wow. Because she was from Finland. Yeah. Very fair skin. Yeah. And as I've described to you before, we lived in Guam and the hot tropical sun, in the, in the, in, you know, just off the equator. And she had to prepare for hours to go outside because she wasn't an outside person. So she said, now this time we want your, your dad to have a dark-skinned woman who likes to hike and be outside and enjoys the sun. And she picked it and she says, I'm going to buy a pair of boots like Cinderella. I'm going to put them by the front door so the girl who fits in these boots would be the one for your father. So mm-hmm. we're all kind of laughing. I'm not laughing, but sure. the family's laughing. So I bet you're not laughing. No. <laughs> so actually the girl I'm marrying would probably fit the boots. Wow. Because wow. she's about the same size shoe that the woman, the, the, my wife was. Wow. And she's dark skinned. Sure. And she has lived outside because she had no home. Yeah. Her parents die at 10 years of age. She have no aunts, no uncles, no other family members. So she live in her village until they take her to the city. She still live outside, no covering. Wow. So outdoors, suffering, living a life like that. This is God trains this girl through suffering to make her a pearl of great price to become the wife for me to help me fulfill the call I have for the nation of Ethiopia. Well, you know, the Lord Hallelujah. is known as a man acquainted with suffering. He knows our suffering, our sorrows. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so much to say through going through suffering. Watchman Nee would say, God has to kill you so Jesus can reign through you. Mm-hmm. You know, kill the carnal man. Yes, I agree. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we have similar stories where my wife died, as you know, and you met my current wife today. Yes. Your wife, yes. future wife, my wife, mm-hmm. both from Africa. Yes. We are both white Americans. Yes. We're both older white Americans, and they're both younger Africans. And they have gone through their share of suffering. suffering. Yes. So it's amazing how God works. Yes. And it's amazing how you and I met. Yes. Because you were going to go through a conference uh, last week where my wife was supposed to uh, speak, and then there was a storm, and that conference never happened. Yet, I was speaking that night in uh, a location. You came. You met me. Not, not knowing she not was knowing your wife. she was my wife. <laughs> yeah. And now I invite you here today, <laughs> yes. and you meet my wife. And I meet her. Yes. And she prays and prophesies over you. Yes. It's a miracle. It, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that yeah. is God. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. nothing but God, Adrian. Yes. I mean, prophesying <laughs> over you, too. Yes. Yes. And so uh, I'm looking wonderful. forward to your wedding and uh, your children. <laughs> yes. He will be a good too. father. Yeah. He will be an excellent father. Yeah. And in our family compound that we will have in Ethiopia, all the children will play together. All of them will be taught by the Lord. All of them will see the miracles that God is doing in their nation through Adrian and through Jerry, through their fathers, because I'll be a father to his children as he's a children, a father to my children. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I'll tell you, fascinating. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. you're watching, listening to the Warning Radio, Television, Social Media Program. Special guests have been Jerry Crawford and Adrian Frank, uh, EthiopianMiracle.com. I had him on my program yesterday. If you missed it, I beg you go to www.worldministries.org. 
www.worldministries.org and watch and listen to that program. You can watch it on television. You can listen to it on our radio program. Click radio television and it'll show you where you can either push watch or listen and uh, you can hear yesterday's program or watch it. Again, this is World Ministries International, the warning program. May God richly bless you. Shannon? Dr. Hansen, what a miracle that is. Ethiopian miracle. Amazing story. Yes. Your people tonight in the chat room said this is fantastic. Gets me excited. I knew you would like it. Yes, sir. Dr. Hansen, um, you have some amazing guests and interviews. I want you to tell people how they can tune into more of them. Uh, where do they go to pick up more broadcasts? And how can people support the Ministry of World Ministries International? Well, if you go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org, it's www.worldministries.org, you can see and listen to all of our programs. We're on seven days a week now. We're on social media, iPods, uh, podcasts, uh, over 40 of them, Roku, uh, Rumble, uh, YouTube, and, and others, cable television, cable radio. So if you just go again to www.worldministries.org, you can watch or listen to all of my programs. Now, you can go to these stations too. Tune in to Again, the, the website, and you can see the channels I'm on if you want to watch it on different television stations and radio stations. So go to the website again, www.worldministries.org, and you can see the various stations, television and radio and podcasts that I'm on and uh, the channels. You can also donate on our website. I especially want you to do that. Uh, we This has been a a hard year financially, and we need to explode. I'm trying to get into the stadiums, NFL stadiums, NBA stadiums, because we need another great awakening. I'm, I'm leading Eagle Saving Nations. So click on that on my website and please subscribe to it. But we, we need to have a great awakening. We can put the right people into office, but that is not going to stop judgment because, again, even the Republicans are accepting homosexuality. Let me tell you, four sins bring judgment on a nation, idolatry, immorality, killing the innocent, and dividing the land of Israel. We've got to have another great awakening. There's got to be repentance all the way through the land. My phone number, 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. You can telephone. Operators will be glad to take your donation. We accept just about every credit card, PayPal. Or you can write a check. Just put WMI on the check, WMI, and send it. The envelope mark World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. That's World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Shannon? Praise the Lord. I so enjoyed these programs this weekend. Folks, be sure and share these with a friend. 
and go over to worldministries.org and be a partner with the Warning Program. Awesome ministry to get involved with. Dr. Hansen, thank you for giving us this opportunity. We'll see you next time. Love you all. God bless you, Shannon. We love you too. Thank you. Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws or the rules of design regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior according to the Scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hansen for the years that have gone into the research and writing of the science of judgment. With turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations, as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read the science of judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. Call 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, that is 360-629-5248, and request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more, plus shipping and handling. Thank you, and Shalom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.